Chapter Thirteen of the Wide Wide World. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bridget. The Wide Wide World by Susan Warner. Chapter Thirteen. Hope Deferred. Before the sun was up the next morning, Mrs. Van Brunt came into Ellen's room and aroused her. "'It's a real shame to wake you up,' she said, "'when you were sleeping so finely. "'But Brom wants to be off to his work "'and won't stay for breakfast. "'Slept sound, did you?' "'Oh, yes, indeed, as sound as a top,' said Ellen, "'rubbing her eyes. "'I am hardly awake yet.' "'I declare it's too bad,' said Mrs. Van Brunt, "'but there's no help for it. "'You don't feel no headache, do you? "'Nor pain in your bones?' "'No, ma'am, not a bit of it. "'I feel nicely.' "'Ah, well,' said Mrs. Van Brunt.' "'Then your tumble into the brook didn't do you any mischief. "'I thought it wouldn't. Poor little soul.' "'I am very glad I did fall in,' said Ellen, "'for if I hadn't, I shouldn't have come here, Mrs. Van Brunt.' "'The old lady instantly kissed her. "'Oh, mayn't I just take one look at the kitties?' said Ellen, "'when she was ready to go. "'Indeed you shall,' said Mrs. Van Brunt. "'If Brahm's hurry was ever so much, and an eight, besides. "'Come here, dear.' "'She took Ellen back to a waste lumber-room.' where in a corner, on some old pieces of carpet, lay Pussy and her family. How fondly Ellen's hand was passed over each little soft back! How hard it was for her to leave them! "'Wouldn't you like to take one home with you, dear?' said Mrs. Van Brunt, at length. "'Oh, may I?' said Ellen, looking up in delight. "'Are you in earnest? Oh, thank you, dear Mrs. Van Brunt. Oh, I shall be so glad. Well, choose one, then, dear. Choose the one you like best, and Brom shall carry it for you.' The choice was made, and Mrs. Van Brunt and Ellen returned to the kitchen, where Mr. Van Brunt had already been waiting some time. He shook his head when he saw what was in the basket his mother handed him. "'That won't do,' said he. "'I can't go that, mother. I'll undertake to see Miss Ellen safe home, but the cat would be more than I could manage. I think I'd hardly get off with a whole skin tween the one and t'other.' "'Well, now,' said Mrs. Van Brunt. Ellen gave a longing look at her little black-and-white favorite which was uneasily endeavoring to find out the height of the basket, and mewing at the same time with a most ungratified expression. However, though sadly disappointed, she submitted with a very good grace to what could not be helped. First setting down the little cat out of the basket it seemed to like so ill, and giving it one farewell pat and squeeze, she turned to the kind old lady, who stood watching her, and throwing her arms around her neck, silently spoke her gratitude in a hearty hug and kiss. "'Good-bye, ma'am,' said she. "'I may come and see them some time again, and see you, mayn't I?' "'Indeed you shall, my darling,' said the old woman. "'Just as often as you like. Just as often as you can get away. I'll make Brom bring you home sometimes. Brom, you'll bring her, won't you?' "'There's two words to that bargain, mother, I can tell you. But if I don't, I'll know the reason on it.' And away they went. Ellen drew two or three sighs at first, but she could not help brightening up soon. It was early, not sunrise. The cool freshness of the air was enough to give one new life and spirit. The sky was fair and bright, and Mr. Van Brunt marched along at a quick pace. Enlivened by the exercise, Ellen speedily forgot everything disagreeable, and her little head was filled with pleasant things. She watched where the silver light in the east foretold the sun's coming— she watched the silver change to gold, till a rich yellow tint was flung over the whole landscape, and then broke the first rays of light upon the tops of the western hills. The sun was up. It was a new sight to Ellen. "'How beautiful! Oh, how beautiful!' she exclaimed. 
"'Yes,' said Mr. Van Brunt, in his slow way. "'It'll be a fine day for the field. "'I guess I'll go with the oxen over to that air big meadow.' "'Just look,' said Ellen, "'how the light comes creeping down the side of the mountain. "'Now it has got to the wood. "'Oh, do look at the tops of the trees. "'Oh, I wish Mamma was here.' "'Mr. Van Brunt didn't know what to say to this. "'He rather wished so, too, for her sake. "'There,' said Ellen, "'now the sunshine is on the fence, and the road and everything.' I wonder what is the reason that the sun shines first upon the top of the mountain, and then comes so slowly down the side. Why don't it shine on the whole at once? Mr. Van Brunt shook his head in ignorance. He guessed it always did so, he said. Yes, said Ellen, I suppose it does. But that's the very thing. I want to know the reason why. And I noticed just now. It shone in my face before it touched my hands. Isn't it queer? Humph! "'There's a great many queer things, if you come to that,' said Mr. Van Brunt, philosophically. But Ellen's head ran on from one thing to another, and her next question was not so wide of the subject as her companion might have thought. "'Mr. Van Brunt, are there any schools about here?' "'Schools,' said the person addressed. "'Yes, there's plenty of schools.' "'Good ones?' said Ellen. "'Well, I don't exactly know about that. There's Captain Conklin's. That had ought to be a good un. He's a regular smart man, they say.' "'Whereabouts is that?' said Ellen. "'His school? It's a mile or so to the other side of my house.' "'And how far is it from your house to Aunt Fortune's?' "'A good deal better than two mile. But we'll be there before too long. You ain't tired, be you?' "'No,' said Ellen. But this reminder gave a new turn to her thoughts, and her spirits were suddenly checked. Her former brisk and springing step changed to so slow and lagging a one that Mr. Van Brunt more than once repeated his remark that he saw she was tired. If it was that, Ellen grew tired very fast. She lagged more and more as they neared the house, and at last fell quite behind, and allowed Mr. Van Brunt to go in first. Miss Fortune was busy about the breakfast, and as Mr. Van Brunt afterwards described it, looking as if she could have bitten off a ten-penny nail, and, indeed, as if the operation would have been rather gratifying than otherwise. She gave them no notice at first, bustling to and fro with great energy. But all of a sudden she brought up directly in front of Ellen and said, "'Why didn't you come home last night?' The words were jerked out rather than spoken. "'I got wet in the brook,' said Ellen, "'and Mrs. Van Brunt was so kind as to keep me. "'Which way did you go out of the house yesterday?' "'Through the front door. "'The front door was locked.' I unlocked it. What did you go out that way for? I didn't want to come this way. Why not? Ellen hesitated. Why not? demanded Miss Fortune, still more emphatically than before. I didn't want to see you, ma'am, said Ellen, flushing. If you ever do so again, said Miss Fortune, in a kind of cold fury, I've a great mind to whip you for this, as ever I had to eat. The flush faded on Ellen's cheek, and a shiver visibly passed over her not from fear. She stood with downcast eyes and compressed lips, a certain instinct of childish dignity warning her to be silent. Mr. Van Brunt put himself in between. "'Come, come,' said he. "'This is getting to be too much of a good thing. Beat your cream, ma'am, as much as you like, or if you want to try your hand on something else, you'll have to take me first, I promise you.' "'Now don't you meddle, Van Brunt,' said the lady sharply, "'with what ain't no business of yourn.' "'I don't know about that,' said Mr. Van Brunt. "'Maybe it is my business. "'But meddle or no meddle, Miss Fortune, "'it is time for me to be in the field. "'And if you hain't no better breakfast for Miss Ellen and me "'than all this here, 
We'll just go right away home again. But there's something in your kettle that smells uncommonly nice, and I wish you'd just let us have it, and no more words. No more words did Miss Fortune waste on any one that morning. She went on with her work, and dished up the breakfast in silence, and with a face that Ellen did not quite understand. Only she thought she had never in her life seen one so disagreeable. The meal was a very solemn and uncomfortable one. Ellen could scarcely swallow, and her aunt was near in the same condition. Mr. Van Brunt and the old lady alone dispatched their breakfast as usual, with no other attempts at conversation than the common mumbling on the part of the latter, which nobody minded, and one or two strange grunts from the former, the meaning of which, if they had any, nobody tried to find out. There was a breach now between Ellen and her aunt that neither could make any effort to mend. Miss Fortune did not renew the disagreeable conversation that Mr. Van Brunt had broken off. She left Ellen entirely to herself, scarcely speaking to her, or seeming to know when she went out or came in, and this lasted day after day. Wearily they passed. After one or two, Mr. Van Brunt seemed to stand just where he did before in Miss Fortune's good graces, but not Ellen. To her, when others were not by, her face wore constantly something of the same cold, hard, disagreeable expression it had put on after Mr. Van Brunt's interference, a look that Ellen came to regard with absolute abhorrence. She kept away by herself as much as she could, but she did not know what to do with her time, and for want of something better often spent it in tears. She went to bed cheerless night after night, and arose spiritless morning after morning, and this lasted till Mr. Van Brunt more than once told his mother that that poor little thing was going wandering about like a ghost, and growing thinner and paler every day, and he didn't know what she would come to if she went on so. Ellen longed now for a letter with unspeakable longing, but none came. Day after day brought new disappointment, each day more hard to bear. Of her friend, Mr. Van Brunt, she saw little. He was much away in the fields during the fine weather, and when it rained— Ellen herself was prisoner at home, whither he never came but at mealtimes. The old grandmother was very much disposed to make much of her, but Ellen shrank, she hardly knew why, from her fond caresses, and never found herself alone with her if she could help it, for then she was regularly called to the old lady's side, and obliged to go through a course of kissing, fondling, and praising she would gladly have escaped. In her aunt's presence this was seldom attempted, and never permitted to go on. Miss Fortune was sure to pull Ellen away, and bid her mother stop that palavering, avowing that it made her sick. Ellen had one faint hope that her aunt would think of sending her to school, as she employed her in nothing at home, and certainly took small delight in her company. But no hint of the kind dropped from Miss Fortune's lips, and Ellen's longing look for this, as well as for a word from her mother, was daily doomed to be ungratified, and to grow more keen by delay." One pleasure only remained to Ellen in the course of the day, and that was one she enjoyed with the carefulness of a miser. It was seeing the cows milked morning and evening. For this she got up very early, and watched till the men came for the pails, and then away she bounded, out of the house into the barnyard. There were the milky mothers, five in number, standing about, each in her own corner of the yard or cowhouse, waiting to be relieved of their burden of milk. They were fine, gentle animals, in excellent condition, and looking every way happy and comfortable. Nothing living under Mr. Van Brunt's care was ever suffered to look otherwise. He was always in the barn or barnyard at milking time, and under his protection Ellen felt safe, and looked on at her ease. It was a very pretty scene. At least she thought it so. 
the gentle cows standing quietly to be milked as if they enjoyed it, and munching the cud, and the white streams of milk foaming into the pails. Then there was the interest of seeing whether Sam or Johnny would get through first, and how near Jane or Dolly would come to rivaling Streaky's fine pailful. And at last Ellen allowed Mr. Van Brunt to teach herself how to milk. She began with trembling, but learned fast enough, and more than one pailful of milk that Miss Fortune strained had been, unknown to her, drawn by Ellen's fingers. These minutes in the farmyard were the pleasantest in Ellen's day. While they lasted, every care was forgotten, and her little face was as bright as the morning. But the milking was quickly over, and the cloud gathered on Ellen's brow almost as soon as the shadow of the house fell upon it. "'Where is the post-office, Mr. Van Brunt?' she asked one morning, as she stood watching the sharpening of an axe upon the grindstone. The axe was in that gentleman's hand, and its edge carefully laid to the whirling stone, which one of the farm boys was turning. "'Where is the post-office?' "'Why, over to Thirlwall, to be sure,' replied Mr. Van Brunt, glancing up at her from his work. "'Faster, Johnny.' "'And how often do the letters come here?' said Ellen. "'Take care, Johnny. Some more water. Mind your business, will you?' "'Just as often as I go fetch em, Miss Ellen, and no oftener.' "'And how often do you go, Mr. Van Brunt?' "'Only when I've some other errand, Miss Ellen. "'My grain would never be in the barn "'if I was running to the post-office every other thing. "'And for one eight there, too. "'I don't get a letter but two or three times a year, I suppose, "'though I call, I guess, half a dozen times.' "'Ah, but there's there one now, or soon will be, I know, for me,' said Ellen. "'When do you think you will go again, Mr. Van Brunt?' "'Now, if I had knowed that, I'd a gone to Thirlwell yesterday. "'I was within a mile of it. "'I don't see as I can go this week, anyhow, in the world. "'But I'll make some errand there the first day I can, Miss Ellen. "'That you may depend on. "'You shan't wait for your letter a bit longer than I can help.' "'Oh, thank you, Mr. Van Brunt. You're very kind. "'Then the letters never come except when you go after them?' "'No, yes, they do come once in a while by old Mr. Swaim, "'But he hain't been here this great while.' "'And who's he?' "'Oh, he's a queer old chip that goes round the country on all sorts of errands. "'He comes along once in a while. "'That'll do, Johnny. "'I believe this here tool is as sharp as any I have occasion for.' "'What's the use of pouring water upon the grindstone?' said Ellen. "'Why wouldn't it do as well dry?' "'I can't tell, I am sure,' replied Mr. Van Brunt, "'who was slowly drawing his thumb over the edge of the axe. "'Your questions are a good deal too sharp for me, Miss Ellen.' I only know it would spoil the axe, or the grindstone, or both, most likely. It's very odd, said Ellen thoughtfully. I wish I knew everything. But, oh dear, I am not likely to know anything, said she, her countenance suddenly changing from its pleased inquisitive look to a cloud of disappointment and sorrow. Mr. Van Brunt noticed the change. Ain't your aunt going to send you to school, then, said he? I don't know, said Ellen, sighing. She never speaks about it, nor about anything else. "'But I declare I'll make her,' she exclaimed, changing again. "'I'll go right in and ask her, and then she'll have to tell me. "'I will. I am tired of living so. "'I'll know what she means to do, and then I can tell what I must do.' Mr. Van Brunt, seemingly dubious about the success of this line of conduct, stroked his chin and his axe alternately two or three times in silence, and finally walked off. Ellen, without waiting for her courage to cool, went directly into the house.' Miss Fortune, however, was not in the kitchen. To follow her into her secret haunts, the dairy, the cellar, or lower kitchen, was not to be thought of. Ellen waited a while, but her aunt did not come, 
and the excitement of the moment cooled down. She was not quite so ready to enter upon the business as she had felt at first. She even had some qualms about it. "'But I'll do it,' said Ellen to herself. "'It will be hard, but I'll do it.'" End of chapter 13